Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brew Crew Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 9th. And Ricky, after multiple technical difficulties, a delayed start, we're recording late. We got a lot going on in our world, in the Bruins world. Uh, first of all, how you doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. At a fun weekend up in Madison, Wisconsin. Only bad part was the result that came for the Maryland Terrapins, but we will be running it back this weekend in Happy Valley in State College, Pennsylvania. Maryland on Penn State, live from Penn State Beaver Stadium. I'm kind of just doing a little bit of world tour. You're so just making that. the rounds. Is this is this making by rounds. is this yeah. by train by by this would be by car. driving? Yeah, it's only did a three you, hour. Did you drive to Madison? No, that was a plane to Chicago, which isn't a bad flight from DC. That is an hour and a half, and then it was a three hour bus ride, uh, a coach bus from Chicago airport to organized by Maryland, by the university. Or by some like fan. Oh no 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 no! It's it's an, they always have a bus every hour and a half from the airport that stops in the beautiful Rockford, Illinois, Beloit, Wisconsin, Janesville, Wisconsin, and then there's final stop in Madison, Wisconsin. Huh. Stay the, the night. Hour, what? Stay the night. What do you mean? Did you stay the night Saturday night in Madison? Oh yeah, I have a buddy up there. It was a yeah. couple of us. A couple of the Maryland guys went up there. Uh, I'm sure you know Tommy Fair. Shout out Tommy Fair. He's a Wisconsin guy. So I stayed there for three nights, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. M- Wisconsin minus five was like the easiest bet on the planet, by the <laughs> way. Um, Do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We had well, a better t- record. Uh, exactly. They shouldn't have been minus five. That's exactly why I took them. Because Vegas knew something. Oh, yeah. the It was... It was a month. Okay, so also, just while we're here, I got right into the Madison because I get off the bus. It was a 10-minute walk to my buddy's place from the stop. I think it's okay. I'm like, there's thunderstorms starting to come over that lake over there. I'm like, I'll make it 10-minute walk. All of a sudden, I get hit with something on the top of my head. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And it was a piece of ice because it started hailing. And all Ooh. my clothes my bag got soaked because I was just carrying my luggage through Madison. Yeah, I was like, welcome to Madison, baby. And then the 20-minute walk from the, his place in the tailgate to the stadium was also a monsoon. So it was not built for Maryland Terrapins. Wisconsin, that weather, we had no chance. It was Badger weather. It was Badger weather. It was Badger weather. <laughs> Looking better for uh, Penn State, the weather-wise, so maybe our offense can click. So There you Anyways, go. There you go. Uh, two, maybe to his brother can get in a rhythm. Um, all right. Well, in our world, uh, Ricky, we had some big news, something that we have been uh kind of discussing and, and trying to figure out what our best move would be uh in this kind of realm. But kind of a couple weeks into starting, we got um a guy by the name of Mark Alfred re Alred, Alred, excuse me, not Alfred. Alred, uh, reached out to us and expressed uh, interest in joining his podcast network, B B and G Productions, uh, along with his website and his whole. Po- he has a whole podcast um, network, and we were like, "Well, we're not really sure where this is going, what this is going to do." So, 
kind of put a pause on it, reached out a couple of different times, couldn't really work anything out. And then a couple of weeks ago, we reached out and we were like, all right, I think this is something that we would like to do. Um, and kind of came together and, and we are now part of the uh, B&G Productions, Black and Gold Productions, LLC, under that banner. The uh the B and G Productions podcast family, I guess you could say. And um it's exciting. They have uh they have media passes that I guess we can now get to both the main Mariners and the Providence Bruins. Um as well as I know that they're working on getting uh pod or uh, media passes, media credentials for the big boys at the garden. And, um, it's kind of an exciting, exciting moment for us. Uh, there's certainly more details to come, uh, on both ends to figure out kind of where we fit in and what we're going to do and, uh, everything of that nature, but it's, it's a cool thing. And, uh, I guess a check mark, a milestone sort of thing, um, and, and excited to, to be part of it. Do you have anything to add to that, Ricky? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, uh, I've actually followed Mark on Twitter for a while. He, uh, always tweeting about the Bruins, Providence Bruins, Maine Mariners, even too. He's, uh, I also see him sometimes when I go to like the rookie camp during the summer, I usually try to go once a year, just one of their practices. Uh, he's always there with the camera, uh, behind the net. So I've never met him personally, but he seems like a good guy. Um, I've listened to his podcast a couple times. Uh, it's pretty good. I think this is going to hopefully get some more ears on our podcast. I know we always need that, of course. Um, could maybe get an ad read, maybe. How exciting would that be? Yeah, we don't have to fake our B-Boys um, sponsorship, even though I would love to have a B-Boys sponsorship. Shout out B-Boys. But, yeah, I'm excited to join this. Um, seems like a good network to just get us – get us going a little bit more it's all bruins that's what we are exactly shout exactly. out mark shout out bng uh and yeah i'm also excited for those media passes too if that's actually true i don't we this has been more of a you thing kind of contacting him as i was getting belligerent in madison wisconsin this weekend mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i'm excited excited to see if we get more listeners see if we get more rub and hopefully it works out for both of us here yeah exactly exactly um, all right. Well, that's out of the way. It's very exciting, but, um, we're going to take a, probably a, a bit of a, I guess, a downturn with this first, um, topic that I have very strong opinions on. Um, oh, wow. What a horrific goal it up by UC Soros. Oh, terrible. Money line. terrible, terrible. Racking money. Line. Um, <laughs> Well, they're up for nothing. Um, but on Friday, the Bruins signed a a defenseman by the name of Mitchell Miller. And in case you've been living under a rock, it was the story not only in hockey, but a borderline national story, um, national sports story. And really in my opinion, one of the darkest days for Bruins management 
organizationally mismanagement that I have been aware of seen um, kind of really wrap my head around um, probably in the last I'm 21 now, so probably 15 years um, of closely following the Bruins. Truly, truly one of the most, like, least thought out things I have ever seen in my entire life by the Boston Bruins, by Don Sweeney, by Cam Neely, by everyone top to bottom, um, so they they signed him on Friday, and Cam Newley told him in the car, picking him up from Logan, if this doesn't go, I'll be driving you back to the airport. That must have been a really fun ride uh, going back to Logan on Monday morning. Uh, and beyond that, I mean, they signed him and just threw it at the players' feet over the weekend, didn't say a word and we're left left the players with the hottest start in the history of your organization, which has been around for almost a hundred years, 1924, I believe. And they threw this at the feet of the players. And the Bergeron handled it with class. And you know, Felino said it was a tough thing to swallow, but the true ineptitude and lack of understanding of, of of having situational awareness by Cam Neely and Don Sweeney is so out of proportionally like disgusting. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe. I was really hoping I would wake up this morning and see a Cam Neely or Don Sweeney resigning. Like they handled this situation so beyond poorly it was like it shocked me it absolutely shocked me and this is all because of they needed to sign this guy allegedly they th- or they thought they thought they needed to sign this guy because Don Sweeney can't draft and they have no prospects and they have no future beyond uh Lysel who's we have no idea if he's going to be good. We hope he's good, but we have no idea if he's going to be good. You can check him out in Providence now. That's true. That's true. We can do that. Um, but And just to throw this at the player's feet after the hottest start in the history of your organization, and to, they said that they were scouting him in August, and he's not even eligible to play? Like, how does that not come up once? Not once. He can't play. He can't play in the NHL. And that didn't come up. They didn't know. They had to wait until the commissioner of the NHL, Gary Bettman, from across the country. He was in Europe at the time. Across the world, excuse me. He was in Europe at the time. He has to reach out to the Bruins and be like, hey, this guy can't play. I don't know what you're doing. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. You've been scouting this guy since August. This is a failure organizationally. This is a failure from a managerial perspective. This is a failure from the scouting department. That everything, this is a monumental low point for the history of the Boston Bruins. 
Like, there's no understating that one bit. I don't know what you have. Um, I, I I just needed to needed to say that. It needed to say that. I I'll tell you I don't know how much as, as you did right there. All time rant. Locke is just racking up rants. He's plus one, plus two out of the shoot today on the stat sheet. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things you can attack this with. Um, there's a couple of different factors. One, obviously, it goes without saying that this guy is just a prick. I mean, um. He's just not probably a good person. We've heard about like always trying to better himself. Oh, this happened when he was 14. He's still 20, so it wasn't that long ago. And there's the th- fact that he never really apologized in court. The old uh, no, the only time that he's apologized is when he signed the court issue mandated apology. He just signed a piece of paper that said, I'm sorry. He never went to the kid who he harassed and bullied for like 10 years and said, hey, I'm sorry, which the family of the kid would have said we would have accepted it. And and um, Miller's like accomplice, his buddy throughout all of this, went to the kid who they harassed, apologized in person, and the family accepted it. Like, dude, it's not that difficult. Yeah, there's okay. Yeah, there is obviously there's the person part of this, and that's I think we can all agree on that. It seems like he's not the good person. I believe in second chances. I, I assume you probably do too, but maybe not everyone deserves it. Um, you shouldn't be able to deny a person of their ability to live and make a living with money based on something they did when they were 14. But obviously, he's not a good person. So, like, I'm that's the side I'm on. Terrible person, uh, as a Bruins fan, and as the way they this organization has been like going since probably since Chara came here like this the class of this organization the way they're in the locker room the culture um this was just not a fit so I don't think we had to give him anything so I I didn't like that part of it the other part I didn't like uh this this is a different factor so there's a couple factors of this the the timing was terrible like this team was 10 and 2 um 10 and going, 1 going into Toronto 10 and 1 going into Toronto um, and you know, the Toronto media was going to eat it up. Terrible timing. Um, hockey night in Canada sat down with uh Patrice because Don couldn't answer for himself. Terrible look for Don. Do I think he deserved to be fired over this? No, this alone. So now I think a lot of people are taking into account all of his past moves and they're using this as like the jumping off point. Be like, all right, now he should be fired. If you take two things and separate them in a vacuum, this alone shouldn't get him fired. But it was a terrible move. You had so much time to think about it. The fact that they didn't check with the NHL, the fact that they didn't do the due diligence to reach out to the family or really get uh, the new information thing that they said when they came out. uh, I don't even know if they cut him. I don't even know. They're in, like, he's got to go through waivers now, and now the NHL PA is involved. It's so, it's so. The fact that they didn't double check with all that, the fact they didn't do their due diligence since fucking August when they started to look into this um, the fact that, I mean, I've gone through this uh, kind of like with the uh, I'm a Browns fan and now I have a prick as my quarterback. So, and I completely different situations, but they're both bad people. Um, so I'm kind of just sick of that, <laughs> that we're, uh, all my teams are doing this. Um, and then we got email, but whatever. Um, yeah. Do so, we even have them anymore? No, we don't. We did. Uh, but yeah, it was just a terrible timing. Um, I don't think he maybe he deserves a second chance, maybe not playing professional hockey because this like the level that people hold athletes to now is just like you you can't be a bad person. You can't have this past. 
like go work somewhere else where you won't have the spotlight. Maybe he deserves a second, second chance somewhere else. He should never be able to not work again. That's what I believe. But maybe not in this light. Um, yeah, he's just a he's just a terrible person. I don't. We have to go into what he exactly did because it was just brutal. I'm sure you've, everyone's heard it by now. Who's listened to this and what he's done and read up on it. Uh, maybe that, I mean, he seems like he's a decent player. Like, I mean, that's like the, that was their logic, obviously. Like, but he's, he's scoring, he's a defenseman, I guess. And he's scoring two points a game in the USHL when he's 20, when he's playing against he's the oldest player in the league. Yeah. Like, like congrats. You're beating, you're beating a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds who just got at, like, who just got out of like, you know, places like Belmont Hill and where I went to high school and Avon and like New England prep schools and stuff. And like, congrats, you should be averaging a point and a half a game against these kids because, and this is, this is just the thing that infuriates me the most. Like he was drafted there. There was, he's drafted by the coyotes. There was outrage against it. Mm-hmm. They dropped him. And then a couple of days later, he got decommitted from uh, North Dakota. If the Arizona Coyotes possibly – actually, I'm going to say the worst run franchise in professional sports. Like I, I don't know. I mean, up until like four years ago, the Browns were up there. Like, I, I'd really – don't know too many others. Um, Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings are one, but like there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot that you are just like that is a pitiful, pitiful franchise. The the Phoenix Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, whatever the hell they're called, they are one of them. For the Arizona Coyotes to say, "Hey, this kid's good at hockey, but maybe we shouldn't touch him." And then the Bruins are just like, oh, yeah, we'll scoop them up. So stupid. So unbelievably stupid by this team. And I just – it was such a shitstorm of, of, like, four days. Uh, I didn't watch either game. I was just – I the Pooh Bear jerseys were, like, the only thing that made me want to watch. Um, I was just so – I needed great, by the way. I needed to take a break from them, like, and we're oh two, three weeks into the season. I needed to just like, I was, it was insane the amount of ineptitude and lack of thought that went into this decision. But I don't know if they were just, you know, caught hook, line, and sinker by this agent who allegedly represents them, who I guess is a good agent, like who they thought they believe this guy or they just look at his elite prospects and saw 70 points in 50 games last year in the USHL. Like I have, I have no idea how or why or what happened for them to be able to make, to come to this decision and then sit there and not say anything for three, three and a half, almost four days shocking that's the only thing that i can say that i can think of it's just shocking absolutely insane yeah wasn't a good look put a damper on the franchise when we were the hottest thing in town and just shed a bad light 
it was the number one story on fucking the local news channel. When that, when a 20 year old who was a fourth round pick is the number one story on the 10 o'clock news about the Bruins of all things in November, something's awry. So obviously as I, I had the same opinion as I stated, I, it was a terrible move. Donnie and Cam, this is going to be a, this is going to be a, uh, I don't know what, what, what I'm looking for, a bl- uh, not a blimp, a blister, I guess, a blister on their resume, on their time here with Boston. Um, yeah, it was just terrible. I don't, uh, terribly timed, uh, terrible decision. Um, it's not like he's even that good. Fourth round pick was expected to go higher that year, but obviously that situation came up and then more things came out right after. I can't believe, I don't know. I don't know what they expected when they signed him, what the thoughts were going to be from everyone. Uh, I got this notification that they signed him when I was going on the plane. I was like, oh, I didn't really recognize the name right away. Neither did I. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't recognize the name from that. And then I obviously went on the airplane, so no connection. Landed, and I saw all this backlash. I'm like, oh, my God, it's this guy. Are you kidding me? Like, why now? And then it just getting kept getting worse as the time went on and people's responses came out. And, like, it was poorly timed, poor decision. Thank God they cut bait. Does that really help it much? Not in the short term. Hopefully we forget about this in the long term. It looks like the team is going to turn around, uh, turn it around. They'll get over it. The team will rally around each other here. But were you more mad about, like, the actual signing itself? Or like the timing on how it would reflect on the franchise and the, the time we're in right now. Or what what was what got you the most um, upset? Well, it's the timing. It's being ten and one, having best record in hockey, going to face your rival, one of your biggest rivals, um, and just I can't emphasize it enough throwing it literally throwing it at the player's feet and saying deal with it we're not going to say a word for three days that was also one of the worst parts too they just kept handling it worse and worse neely and sweeney that neely presser was hard to watch on monday um that was a tough watch uh sweeney hasn't yet to speak in public uh wonder when he's gonna finally drop the ball and decide to talk and we'll see what the questions are uh uh, yeah, I don't think he should be fired uh, over this one circumstance because he's got the best team in the NHL, and that's what his job is to do. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like that's, you know, maybe possibly it's, I guess, something that the team could – how do you even rally around it? How do you even? Like, like... I, I guess when I said that, that was the wrong phrase to use, but it, it definitely it struck a chord in that locker room. The way Patrice responded to what he's saying, like, um, you could tell he didn't like it, but he couldn't publicly say he didn't like it in that interview with Elliot Friedman. And then you can see the thing Felino said, and it doesn't go with our morals. That's a locker room that has values. Like, I've heard from that locker room, if they don't like a guy and there's a guy who's not nice, they get rid of him. So I don't know if Sagan was one of those guys. I think that's why Felino's stuck around. I think that's why Felino's here. And that's actually paying off. Uh, if we ever talk about hockey on this episode, we can get I know. That. But, I know. Uh, uh, maybe Eric, I've heard Eric Holla might not be a good guy. Like there's, he's on a lot of teams. I heard there were some rumors about that. Uh, Bruce Cassie, they didn't start to do yeah. that. 
he's out. He's out. Uh, um, I'm sure there's a couple other examples, Zach Ronaldo. Uh, but yeah, if you don't fit with that locker room, they have no, and you're not a good person. They don't see room for well, you. Not yeah, not to get on some Felger take, but doesn't it kind of feel like there's like a, um almost like a cool kids table that like you need to, that you need to go to, to like pass you, like you need to go up to like Marchand and Bergeron and, you know, maybe McAvoy and possibly Foligno to, to like, to go up to the table and be like, Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, like get on their good, get on their good side and maybe you like, Hey kid. Yeah. Why don't you, yeah. Why don't you take a seat right here next exactly. to me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah why, don't like, you, why don't you eat the pregame meal with me today? It feels like there's a little bit of that, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, I I think everyone on the team right now is at the cool kids table, which yeah. is cool. But, yeah, exactly. Um, there's, there's the left side of the table. It's all the Czech people, like Krejci, Pasta, Zaka. They're all yeah. The left it's it's the a family table. style. It's like it's yeah. like the, it's, <laughs> it's like the tables. Style. It's the tables that you see at like Oktoberfest that are like nine that are like you know, yeah. 20 feet long with a million chairs. That's, that's the table that the Bruins have right now. And yeah, you know, who's, it's all good vibes right now. You know, who's not welcome at that table, Mitchell fucking Miller. No, fuck that guy. You got kicked uh, out real quick. Yeah. But just, all right. I, I guess we can, we can move on. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more from this story as it, as it uh, develops or uh, maybe oh, hopefully it kind of goes away. Um, I think it, if it, all things in this day and age go away eventually. Media storm. Yep. Media cycle. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be fine. It's already like that big win last last night. Kind of just like, all right, the boys are they're back on track. A couple big games coming up. Like, let's just get back on track. Focus on the hockey. Focus on the people in the room right now. Um, yeah. So I guess my one parting thought in this it doesn't even have anything to do with anybody in the current locker room. But what do you think would happen if Chara was on this team and that happened? Like someone who very clearly is like the most do it the right way guy and like says all the right things. Like, I think he would just stand up there and be like, no, he's not coming here. Yeah. I mean, Bergeron kind of the same as Chara in that light, in that regard. So uh, I think Bergeron, and but Bergeron's also, I feel like he would be more polite, and so he yeah. kind of he kind of hinted at it that he very much disliked the move. Uh, I don't know. Did did anything come out where they did they even tell the players beforehand, or do they? They told just... so in that in that interview, or not the one on Hockey Night in Canada. Bergeron had just like the media guys in the locker room come in, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, Don brought me in like a week before, and I voiced my concern, but." Like it didn't do anything. Yeah, bad, just bad decision. You know, you know, Don and Cam were like, all right, we see there's players all over, athletes all over the world who have problems, and like eventually people get over it. This guy could help our team. We're gonna look over it, and we're just gonna focus on the talent, and hopefully just blows over it. Hopefully people don't react bad to it, and it blew up in their face. It did, and but you see. And Belichick's done it a lot. He takes kind of like the troubled guy and like makes it work. But this is a different type of trouble. It's it is. It's not um 
Like it was the same with like Josh Gordon, but but he like we knew that he was talented and we knew what he was capable of doing and um kind of like just a guy that needed to get in the right environment almost and it didn't really work but um kind of just need to get him in the right environment and, and maybe you know he'll he'll help himself Antonio Brown obviously he's a whack job but um kind of of the same light and it's worked a couple of times for Belichick and it hasn't but this is like he's been in so many environments now and he but he hasn't even apologized we need to move on um we've covered this enough we're going to start repeating ourselves and and just kind of running in circles um just just not good not good hopefully somehow they're able to move on um well i guess we'll see where it goes from here i'm sure they're hoping it'll blow over um but beyond that i guess we'll we'll find out kind of where things go well after all that the Bruins were playing hockey um they had they've had uh three games since we last spoke Ricky uh starting with a 5-2 victory over the New York Rangers on Thursday was this the night that you were flying out nope I watched this whole game uh oh, okay. big uh big Rangers fan is my roommate so I was flying out early Friday, so I was like, all right, just relax before my flight. Let's watch this Rangers-Bruins game. It was a great hockey game. Um, Bruins, huge, huge win against what we thought. We said this one of the best goalies in the NHL. They have a great decor down there in New York. Young team, fast team. But again, Bruins, again, showing they could play different types of games. It was 1-1 going into the third period. So you're like, okay, here we go. Defensive battle. Uh, goalies, uh, Allmark playing super well. Uh, Bruins holding them to only 20 shots in the game. And third period, they just dominated. They shut down the Rangers. They made them wilt. Uh, I love to see it. Um, uh, just uh, they uh, Rangers tied it right after we scored, but then the Bruins just kept coming, didn't let it bother them. Um, yeah, it was just overall great performance. Key goals from key times that the brusque goal was just chef's kiss. Hall, Zaka with the nice backhand dish. And, yeah, I mean, the whole team. Foligno, two assists. Foligno, two assists. That Aflito, he had a hockey assist on one of them. He dumped it in, backhand to Lindholm, and Lindholm did a loop-de-roop around the cage and found Coyle, shout out Coyle, finding his game as well. Mm -hmm. Just park your big ass in front of the net, tap that one home. Lindholm was a beast again coming off that beast game from in Pittsburgh. So yeah, this was a huge win. Just showing, just shutting down an offensively powered Rangers team. It just this was before Mitchell, Mitchell, whatever his name is, <laughs> before the shit storm came. Yeah, so um, guys were still really high. I mean, this just showed that uh, we can beat anybody, and it was just we can beat the goalie. Uh, they buzzed. That's the big thing, getting past a, a goalie of that ability. Um, Struggling a bit though. They lost again tonight as well. There's. Yeah, struggling. Yep. Um, but we cert- we know it. We know what they're capable of. Outshot him thirty-seven to twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, one more face-off. One almost ten more face-offs. Um, yep. Positive night on the stat sheet led to a positive night on the scoreboard. 
you. Move, moving on. Uh, this is post uh, Mitchell Miller news on Saturday. The Bruins dropped to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I chalked this up entirely to a managerial loss. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things. So that, uh, and I gotta what... be honest. After all this, after everything on Friday, I was had no interest in watching the Bruins, so I didn't watch. Um, yeah. I didn't watch Saturday, as I assume you didn't, as you were in what's allegedly like yeah, the greatest only college the highlights. in America. Only count the highlights. But it just seemed like, I don't know, they were on a road trip. This is the last game of a road trip. Obviously, that thing was looming over their heads. Toronto, fast team. They kind of – it was kind of a stale game, It was, but it was 1-1 for the longest time. So, um, got to stick it to them there. I mean, what are you going to do? We only – they only got a couple shots on net. I see 14 uh, shots on, on net. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of a dud, but a lot of factors might have played into that. It's not like they didn't play hard based off the highlights. I watched the long highlights, but I don't know. Power uh, Omar... play, two goals by Matthews, one second on the power play, uh, goalless third period. Um, Matthews so, yeah. from Nylander and Marner on the power play. That's a tough, tough little combo trio to beat there, uh, except come playoff time. Uh, and then finally, uh, in the Pooh Bear jerseys last night, um, again, I was still under my mini boycott, but I assume you caught this one, Ricky. Uh, last they uh beat the Blues in a Stanley Cup final rematch, which is always a fun game. Um, because Blues are still just so physical. Um, and kind of feel like they enjoy kind of beating the crap out of the Bruins. Mm. Um, but uh, another successful uh, moving to 11 and two. So what did you take away from this one? Yep. This team can't lose at home. Feed off that crowd. Um, penalty kill, penalty kill, penalty kill, penalty kill. We had three penalties in the first seemingly what it felt like 10 minutes. It might've been like 12 or whatever, but we, Got a couple of bad penalties, but the penalty kill only allowed three shots on three uh, on three uh, St. Louis power plays. Uh, just penalty kills have been incredible all year. We're ranked number one in terms of percentage right now. Uh, just fantastic. I, I don't remember the last time they gave one besides the Matthews one. I don't remember one. So it's just been fantastic. And then we get one, and then right away we capitalize. So it's just a team right now. We're just capitalizing on our power plays, killing off penalties, Um Players who I thought stuck out this game, Connor Clifton got 25 minutes of ice time. He was on the penalty kill for like four minutes. Uh, I, I'm jumping on the train with you. I will, I'll jump on the train with you if you jump on my two guys train right now. My JD train. You'll, you'll, you'll come in my hole if I come in your hole? Yep, I'll come in your hole if you come in my hole on Felino and Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> I can't do Felino. Uh, I'll I'll do DeBrusque. Come on, Felino had another good game. I guess you didn't catch this one, but he was. I mean, he didn't show up on the score sheet, but he it just seems like he's a step faster this year. If, if if he continues this for like three more weeks, I'm on Felino. Um, so fine. I've come in your hole, and you're. I've come in your Clif- Clifton hole, but you are almost. I'm all com- the way. I'm 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 in on the DeBrusque one. Well, okay, so you've come in my holes, but you're a couple pumps in on the Felino hole, but you haven't come yet. In the exactly, hole. Exactly. Okay, so you're, exactly. But you're pumping. Exactly. You're pumping. Wow, you must have taken those Roman swipes. 
But uh, yep. So not a power two power play goals for us. Two for two. Uh, three for three on the penalty kill. Olmark again, um, showing up this game. He's been phenomenal. Oh, um, sorry, Philip Forsberg. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So what a nice mustache he has. Those jerseys look fantastic. Oh, the jerseys uh, are so good, so good. They are. I think looking at all the jerseys, I know we were gonna maybe talk about it last time. I, I was gonna give you like my favorites and my least favorites, but the Bruins were gonna be up there, and a whole boy seeing them on the ice. They are up there. They, they look fantastic. They look absolutely phenomenal. Look great. I can't wait to get mine for Christmas this year. Uh, yeah. So shout out Bruins. Bounce back win. Mitchell Miller gone. Vibes I like people. that they're white too. Yeah. They're not white. black. White at home looks great. Yeah. It just looked great. Um, yeah. So Bruins. Bruins. Um, yeah. So hopefully you can round the corner from this. Um, yep. Coming up next for the Bruins, um, interesting little little portion of the schedule here. Um, so we'll have three games until the next time we record uh, Thursday. So they have, wow, two days off um, against the Flames, who you would ex- I would expect um, to be more than 500. They're 5-5-2. Five, five that game is uh, probably on ESPN. I have no idea. Um, and then you have the Sabres, who are pesky, frisky. And then the Canucks, who seem like an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, so yep, one so one in the tough. middle, one tough, tough out, and then one you should uh, you should win. So I would I would go with two and one, but the way things are rolling right now, I'd. Stop, stop doing that. Three and zero. I think it might be three and zero. I think it. Buffalo might be just lost to Arizona tonight. Come on, let's go three and zero. We'll do a pod next week. Uh, because they are off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday after that. So, yeah, hopefully we'll talk all hockey next time. But all right, go beast, kid. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period, where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game third period last game in the playoffs too oh take me where the hockey players face off down the rink and the stanley cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream the puck is in the home team wins the good old hockey game oh the good old hockey game is the best game you can name 
And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.